Hello, hello, hello. How you doing? How are you? How's it going? I want to welcome you to another episode of Vividly Speaking with who else but me, (laughs) Dr. Vivid. Remember, this is the place where we talk about all things mental health, wellness, stress relief, culture, and we also stop for a little bit of kikis and ha-has, right? I love, love, love my time here with you. So, you know how we do it. Let's not delay. Let's jump right into it. Let's go. Hello, hello, hello. How you doing? How you feeling? How's your mental health? How's your physical health? Spiritual health? Financial health? I felt some of y'all turn your head to the side and go, "Mm." (laughs) So for those that I felt (laughs) do that, I am speaking release. I am speaking a break from burden. I am speaking overcoming into your lives. Speaking healing, speaking growth, and speaking room for you and time to breathe i hope you get all of those things and that you pursue all of those things because your peace is as important as your push but hey guys so technically i'm a week late and i'm as i'm having this conversation with you (laughs) i um I'm thinking about a conversation I had with one of the uh, co-founders of my podcast network. Shout out to Steve. He was like, you don't have to apologize. Like, you just do. I'm like, you're right. But the anxious girl in me has me apologize to people when I feel like I didn't pull through or I fell short. Um, and honestly, it's because I had oral surgery. <laughs> I had oral surgery last week. Um, and a girl was out for the count. If you know me, you know that I have chronic pain and uh, some weird immune conditions. If you don't know me, hey, my name's Dr. Ashley Elliott, aka Dr. Vivid. And yeah, I have some weird shit that goes on with my body on a regular basis. (laughs) So I don't get my teeth pulled like normal people. And also try to avoid getting your teeth pulled do what you can I I had a procedure that was rescheduled about eight times so in that I end up having a lot of damage to tissue and the tooth couldn't be saved so I had to get a pull um but I don't respond to anesthesia well I don't respond to what they call blocks which is like it's literally kind of blocking your pain your your pain receptors um the dentist was so sweet. Shout out to Dr. Alfonso. He's an older man, been in dentistry for decades. But the way he patted my head and was like, it's okay, sugar. When he saw my body having the reaction and he realized that like my pain response, he knew I wasn't faking. You had to stop twice. And also we ended the procedure with, you know, when you get a tooth pull, you have to get your root pulled out, you know, your nerve, that, that piece. Um... Yeah, I felt him do that, and that was hella unpleasant. Yes, child, so I felt all that pain. Therefore, I could not hold client sessions, talking, 
Like, it was wild. I had to move my whole schedule around and adjust things to give myself days off from talking so that I could talk without excruciating pain. So right now, if I talk for like, I've been talking in sessions, I have to take breaks <laughs> because, you know, I can still, my stitches, everything hurts. I'm, <laughs> but I'm, I'm getting there. I'm on the mend. I'm on the mend and I'm preparing for this can of crew launch. I'm preparing for our basil. I'm preparing to get ready for my 35th birthday next month. So there's a lot of things I'm just preparing for. But I need this mouth to heal. Like, how are people going to ask me what their mouth do? Like, all I can say at this point, I used to say, get smart. But I can't even say that right now because, like. Cussing you out or reading you fulfilled, it makes me pause. So, I mean, it could add to my dramatic effect. Pausing for my pain while these, <laughs> while I'm reading you fulfilled could be like, it could work in my favor. So let me come back to that. Let me table, come back to that. But other than that, um, picture day is coming up for my girls next week. So let's keep our fingers crossed and hope that my elementary school students make it through picture day and look the way I sent them to school in the picture. And also we do not have a repeat of what was that? 2016, 2017, my oldest daughter's pictures that looked like the photographer was threatening to hold her hostage and she was unsure about it. Yeah, we don't want a repeat of that. <laughs> but anyway, you know what it's time for. Let's get into it right now. What's happening? What goes on here? Uh, there were so many things that made me go, what the fuck? What's going on over the last week? Um, rest in peace to take off. That really, really hit me. Um, to hear about, he was 28 years old, take off of the Migos, lost his life last week. And it really hit, it really hit a lot of us really hard. And it's also because when we, when you hear stories about how unproblematic and cool and sweet and easy to talk to someone is, when that person, when you learn that that person was caught up in something that is the total opposite of how you hear them being described and that caused them to lose their life, it hurts. And something that I said on TikTok and I said it on Instagram was, um, we need to be mindful. People were like, oh, it's a celebrity. Woo, woo, woo. Why are you guys so upset? Well, one, black folk, hip-hop, R&B, jazz, folk, gospel, blues, music that is true to our culture. I said, and even spoken word, poetry, prose, writing. We have to be careful 
we're losing so many of us. And especially when we talk about black culture, a lot of our history, a lot of uh, our storytelling is wrapped in music and song. We passed information to distant lands and down through generations and generations into our tribe and to members of other tribes and other families by word, songs, hymns, proverbs, all of these things. So when we lose artists, when we lose musicians, when we lose these people, we're losing pieces of our story and voices are going muffled. We're losing griots, you know? So it saddens us. And stop telling people how to grieve. You never know how that person's connection to a celebrity, an artist, art form, or something that they have shared has connected or impacted someone else's life. They're allowed to grieve just because they grieve differently than you. You don't have to make a big deal out of it. Also, it's election day. And this, what's happening, what goes on here, I don't give a damn about how controversial it is. Stop voting for Muriel Bowser. Muriel Bowser is the mayor of D.C. And it, and per the numbers, it looks like she's going to be the mayor again. Our city has been struggling for years. There's a housing crisis. Housing, the cost of living, astronomically high. There's, <laughs> we're, we're fighting gun violence. We're losing youth, juveniles, at a crazy rate. There is a serious issue when it comes to our homeless population. We are losing funding and resources for our LGBTQI plus population. There are, we are losing some of the programs and the funding for our geriatric focus uh, programs because there is nothing where we're seeing but corruption and misappropriation of these funds. Wake up, understand that this woman doesn't give a fuck about you or her city, but she loves to throw a, ga- a gala. She loves to throw a party. Y'all love to donate. Stop getting used for fucking photo ops and press opportunities and demand that she does something. Oh, I forgot when you ask her questions about things that are going on in your community, she tries to disrespect you and embarrass you in press conferences or she laughs or she, you know, pushes her braids or whatever crispy hair she has for the day behind her ear and looks at you with the stank face that some people are saying, oh, that's powerful. She's not a pushover. No, she doesn't give a damn. And her attitude is not the attitude that we need when it comes to a leader that will bring us out of this era that we're in right now in our city. I come from... I'm a native Washingtonian, so I know everybody can be a Marion Barry. I know that. I know everybody, you know, I know um, um, the mayor is not our messiah. 
But at least you would want to vote for a mayor who actually cares about the communities that are begging for help. She looks at y'all like peasants and peons. She did not get my vote and has not gotten my vote in all of the races that she has ran. So, DC, what's happening? <laughs> what goes on here? Do you want change or do you want just amplified gentrification? What's up? So, this week's episode, the main topic, is inspired by um, many things. So, I was scrolling on, you know... Issa Rae, Marcy Martin, and, you know, Quinta Brunson's internet. And there were a lot of things coming up about, like, of course, I follow celebrity news and things like that because I'm a little black girl who likes to be entertained by things that um, are distant. <laughs> distant. That don't involve me. Or I like to know what's going on in people's lives. I never said that I wasn't. I know the difference between being consumed and consuming content do, 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 do. Um, <laughs> so one of the things that kept coming up um I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts to listen to because I'm not my only podcast that I listen to duh is the read uh so Kid Fury and Crystal were having a conversation about Ray J and Princess Love if you don't know who those people are you can google them um, a Ray J, aka Brandy's brother, aka Mr. Wait a Minute, aka One Wish Off Key. Um, yeah, him and his on again, off again, sometimes wife, sometimes separated, sometimes divorced. I don't know, I can't keep up. But one of the things she was saying in this clip that uh Kid Fury and Crystal were uh talking about and other people talk about on social media was that she had agreed to have threesomes with her husband in effort to stop him from cheating. Okay. We're going to start with that doesn't work. <laughs> and it doesn't work for many reasons, but I have seen in comments or through conversations with other um, women that this is a thing. I know, I know it to be true that this is a thing because I've known people who've tried to do this. And it doesn't work that way. Assuming a false sexuality is not going to keep your partner loyal. And I'm actually hella concerned with the state of your emotional well-being and your mental health because a lot of y'all who are saying this are not sexually attracted to women, are not bisexual, are not pansexual, are not questioning, are not queer in any way, form, or fashion. You feel like you have to do this to keep someone, and that's problematic. My loves, if you are altering yourself, how you move, and assuming 
fake sexual identity and false sexual preferences to keep someone engaged and focused on you. Can you hear yourself? That's not the person that you need to be with because the person that honors you, loves you and respects you will not put you in a position to do something that you're not comfortable with. And you, I I was looking at these stories and hearing how upset, you know, Princess was like, and, and the way she voiced it was like, that's something, you know, I hear a lot of women and um, young ladies talk about, that's something I would never do. And I did this for you. Don't shift, don't, don't stand on your shit. Stand on your shit. Do not shift who you are. Do not change who you are for someone who isn't changing for you. Because a cheater going to cheat, going to cheat. You bringing someone else in is fun. And I think what people uh, assume is, oh, okay, they're going to see that I'm fun, I'm sexy, we bringing somebody and he don't have to look for nobody else because I have supplied the other body and I'm getting it popping with the other body and him, for him, woo-woo-woo. Don't fetishize yourself for somebody who doesn't give a damn about you or your feelings. Please, you don't objectify yourself to keep, air quotes, to keep someone close to you. You are doing a disservice to yourself. You're doing a disservice to yourself. And you're also showing them that in the event that they do something that is hurtful to you, You will be the person that's trying to make it right. Not them. You will be the person that's trying to make everything right, fix everything. They don't have to do anything. They're not doing no lifting. Look at how much you're rearranging. Don't... Don't do that. And if you are questioning or find yourself attracted, do it with someone who respects you. Don't do it for a show. Don't do it to say, see, this is why you should choose me. No. No. That does multiple things. It minimizes your needs. It disrespects you. It adds somebody to the dynamic that shouldn't be there because you're truly not comfortable with it, but you feel like you're forced to, which is never a situation that sex and force are, those are two words I don't like to hear in the same breath. So that's a problem. And also, it just also feeds into this narrative that women, bisexuality or queerness or all of it's fatty. And it's just a phase. And it's something that you can turn on and turn off. And it's not. It's not. You know? Preferences are real. Orientation is real. And if you are really attracted to males, men, go after that. And be with the man who makes you feel secure and safe and seen and heard and loved. Instead of changing yourself and your preferences for someone who really just wants to see how far they can test you, 
how far they can push you and test your limits. That's not love. That's not love. That's manipulation, (laughs) disrespect at its finest. Now, for those of you who go, okay, well, what if I'm queer? You know, I'm gay. I'm bi, I'm pan, I'm questioning. And I want to do this. Are you doing it for the right reasons? That's still the thing. Even if this is your orientation, these are your preferences, who are you doing this for? This is your body. Don't allow people to use your body. Don't allow people to think so little (laughs) To make you think so little of yourself That you do something that you're not ready for Because they're not ready to fully commit to you And this goes for um, My mass presenting um, Men folk, guy folk too It goes for my non-binary Fluid baddies Do not Allow someone to use you as a sexual object and you play into the, oh, it's there. I'm going to make it seem like it's my idea. It's, 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 this is my idea. I'm fully behind it. No. You're scared. You are fearing being rejected and abandoned by your partner. So you're jumping at last resort tactics. See me, pick me, stay with me. No, let the ass go. Because a partner who respects you will say, well, I see this is cool, but why? Why do you want to do this? Oh, it's for you. I want you to explore. What are you getting out of this? What is this adding to your spiritual, sexual, romantic experience? And think about that long. Think about that clear. Really just, we got to stop with allowing people the space to manipulate us in a way. That we don't recognize ourselves. And it takes time. It takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. But you can start by putting your foot down and being like, nah. No. And even if somebody presented it as an idea. Yeah, you should do this. Well, man, if you brought somebody in the bedroom, I wouldn't have to, you know, go elsewhere. So you're saying that I'm not enough for your sexual appetite. Or what I'm doing or what we're doing, what we're doing isn't keeping you full sexually. Okay. I'm not comfortable bringing another person in. Let's talk about other things that we can do. Other things that we can initiate, that we can try, that I'm down for, that can spice it up and take it up a notch. 
But if you're telling me, if you're telling me <laughs> that it's me, then it's always, uh, you listen to the statement of, you know, if you brought somebody else in, you know, like her, 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 or I would say, the focus ain't even you. The focus is the new person. The new person. That's why we got to have conversations. Even in polyamorous relationships, I have conversations about what a person means. How do you view this person? How should we feel about this person? What are we doing? Are we all having a adult conversation? Um, is this something because we are both attracted to this person and we see this person and we want to bring them in? Or is this is a person that you think that I will be compatible with based on um, things that we've discussed? But we ain't gonna, we can have conversations like that, but we're not just about to, oh, you cheated and I'm tired of you cheating, so let's bring somebody into our relationship. No. So when he, when they tired of both of y'all asses, <laughs> let's bring in somebody else. No, you're gonna constantly be, it's always gonna be something, my love. It's always gonna be something. Because then when they cheat on you with the one who just, goes to home, goes to work, does some things in the community and goes out with them. And you're like, damn, I thought I was bringing all the spark, the fire, the flame, the smoke. You going to change again? So you going to keep flip-flopping? Sometimes we got to learn when to let relationships run their course. You can love someone, but you don't have to be with that person. And that's a hard, hard reality that most of us face. But we don't have to go down that road. We really don't. I want you to understand that your body is sacred. And you do not have to use your body as a bargaining chip in a relationship. That's wild. If I do this, will you stay? If I do it like this, are you going to stay? If I let somebody touch me like this, will you? No. No. Because people who really have your best interests in mind and really care about your emotional well-being, your mental well-being, your sexual well-being, they would never put you in a position to have that type of conversation with yourself or with them. And if they thought that you were having that type of conversation, they would have a conversation that was respectful and honest with you. And that may be a hard pill to swallow. And I'll say this again. I don't give a damn if it's a, a fuck buddy, an entanglement, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a fiance, a, a husband, a wife, a partner, a spouse. I do not care. If people create situations that make you feel uncomfortable, but you feel like you have to participate in order for them to be committed and loyal to you, that's a problem. You're placing your comfort underneath all of their shit. 
that's the last thing we won't focus on my comfort but everything else and i hear you say well there's sometimes where comfort is we have to be uncomfortable Mm-mm. we are uncomfortable for a purpose When we do it on purpose, it's for a purpose. And that purpose to be beneficial. <laughs> Not superficial. Not for bragging rights. Now, yeah, we did this. And then you're bragging. You're, 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 you're not bragging about it. You're throwing this out in conversations and fights. Nobody even knew. And then I'm, I'm listening to stories um, that women have shared. Um, reading. Nobody even know. I don't even do stuff like that. My family, my friends and family knew. Wow. So you're doing something that you didn't want anybody else to know. Because you know that's so far off from your value system in terms of how you see relationships. Stop it, guys. We're not going to be gay for play. And yeah, that is the title of this episode because I said so. Don't be gay for play, especially for other people's play. In you know, in the pornography where they say gay for pay, people who have sex with people of the same gender and uh, orientation, just because you know, not orientation, but the same gender. They're different orientations just because it's for a coin. And that can, you know, that has its, you know, its cons to it as well. But in this situation, you being gay for play and getting nothing but wax at your self-esteem. Getting nothing but a little bit more insecure and self-doubting because of the extremes you have to go to. To feel loved and connected to a person. Mm-mm. If you're gonna be, if you gonna play, you better play the way you wanna play. <laughs> but don't play for nobody else, baby. Play for you. Play for you. And I feel like you know, even though we're talking about um, sex, that goes for many things. We remember we used to watch in movies when the character would try to change everything about themselves to be accepted and then realize at the end, da, 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 it's not worth it. Or the people that you're trying to get their attention and trying to um, get them to accept you, they're not really as great as you thought they were once you spend time with them. <laughs> so why are we changing? What are we doing? Focus on yourself. Focus on yourself. Be the best you you can be. For you, if someone continuously betrays you, let them go. And I know it's easier said than done. But because if you don't let them go soon, they're going to start getting you to betray yourself. It's one thing to betray yourself unconsciously, but to betray yourself consciously? No, we're not volunteering for that. 
We're not volunteering for that at all. It's a wild concept. I just want you guys to take care of yourself in relationships. I know relationships are hard. Marriage is hard. Dating is hard. Anything that involves blending people's personalities and wants, needs, lifestyle, preferences, those things can get... Com- oh, no. When you live in the city and you have to pause, cause is it fireworks or is it guns? I said, I just was talking to y'all about the mayor, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> whoo, about, I love when like real life stuff happens or like recordings or like live tapings and you're just like, hmm, yeah, that happened. That happened, that's what we're going on now. <laughs> The redirect, but I'm good. Um, <laughs> wild things are wild. I I want, I want all of us to have healthier relationships. I want all of us to know what we want out of a relationship before we settle on this person that we're saying that we're committed to. I want us to know our deal breakers. I want us to have our nope, that's never going to be on the table, or this is a possible compromise. I want all those things. I want all those things to be discussed, to be thought about um, in the pursuit of healthier relationships for us all. We all have done things to try to adjust or change for a significant other or prospect. <laughs> Let's be real. But what has that given us? What have we gained? A little bit more heartbreak. Maybe a little bit of shame, embarrassment. A couple of text messages from our friends. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> but it's okay. Now that you've learned. Now that you've processed. Let's do better. Because we deserve better. All right, all right, all right. It's time for Will Mail. Will Will. It's time for the mail. I don't know where that song came from. My spirit. That's what we're going to say. Um, it's time for Will Mail. This is the part of the episode where I respond to your topics that you've submitted, your questions that you've submitted via these TikTok streets, these Instagram streets, these Twitter streets, these Facebook streets, straight to my freaking phone because some of y'all text me now (laughs) and in my inbox at contact at drvivid.com. So y'all, y'all, A lot of y'all have been asking about um, psychedelics. So, of course, you know, I'm going to circle back. We're going to have another uh, plant medicine and psychedelic episode. But I was talking to someone and um, I was on TikTok Live and uh, someone uh, hopped in and asked. They said, hey, I know you talk about plant medicine and... uh, We've been talking about like the Shroomy Doomies and Jesus Devante Christ lettuce. You know, that's what I called the marijuana. And 
They're like, but I've used marijuana, but I'm very weary of using shrooms. And I said, okay, understandable. You know, there's a, also a lot of um, misconceptions about psychedelics and what the the high is. And they're like, yeah, you know, I just don't want to do anything with psychoactive effects. And I blinked hard. Let me explain this to you. If you're consuming marijuana, um, depending on your strain, your strain, there's a percentage. We talk about your strain. Um, you have a percentage of CBD and THC. Okay. All right. Now, THC is what helps us with the high that euphoric feeling because THC, my darlings, has psychoactive effects. All right. CBD typically does not. Um, we use, we, we talk about CBD. Um, we're talking about a lot of people using it for, uh, the relaxation and, the the pain relief whereas thc yes that is where we're getting the fun stuff right that's uh the head high versus the body high i think is one of the ways that i can explain that you know people talk about all the time on social media how they hit, take an edible or they smoke something and they're like oh it was trash and then it hits and they're like, I'm over here dancing to this song and, you know, laughing at something that I thought ran past the screen. <laughs> the funny stories you tell. Baby, that's due to TAC. <laughs> Psychoactive effects. So what I would say is, if you're comfortable there, park it there. You don't have to take shrooms if you're not ready. First of all, don't put anything in your body you're not ready for. And also, just like when I talked to you about cannabis, you want to make sure that your dose is right. You want to make sure that you're not smoking more than you can handle, not uh, drinking, eating, vaping, dabbing more than you can handle. And with shrooms, you want to make sure that it's the same thing. And remember, safe place, safe state. If you feel like, oh, this may be too much for me, that means you're not in a great mood state to do that. So don't feel pressured because you think that a lot of people are now moving back to plant medicine and you feel like you're missing the bus. You're not on the bandwagon. You may not need to be on that wagon. As a proponent of plant medicine, every medicine isn't for everyone. And that's with medicines in general, overall. So if you are considering, yeah, we can have a talk about um, different Stroomy doomy strains and what they can do for you because they can be great when used wisely. But if you're having second thoughts, that means that you're not committed and you don't want to uh, falsely commit, <laughs> keeping the theme up, falsely commit to something that you're not prepared for, ready for, or you may necessarily need in your life. Okay? All right? Remember to submit your well mail. Contact at Dr. And the social media streets. Hello, all right, all right, all right.
time to take a beat. This is the part of the episode where I talk about what I've been listening to, what's been giving me joy, what's been helping me think, what's been helping me cry, what's been <laughs> helping me reflect, what's been on repeat, what's on the playlist. All right? So, I've been listening to For the Night, Chloe and Lotta. Of course, of course. Um, I'm back on Beyonce Renaissance album. It never... It, it, it's never not played. <laughs> uh, what, else, what else have I been listening to? <laughs> I listened to the Nightmare Before Christmas uh, soundtrack so many times. You know how I feel about Halloween. Um, and my kids absolutely love it. We don't need it to be Halloween to sing along with this, this soundtrack. It brings me joy. Uh, I listened to a lot of Chloe Bailey this week. All the singles that she's released from... Girl, just dropped the album. Let's drop the album. I know y'all waiting for a Champagne Poppy, Aubrey Graham, Six God, Drake review. I have none. Because <laughs> he just been a little bit too spicy for me. And I don't like desperation when you have talent. Don't throw shots and these disses and these lines just because, man. Nobody, nobody doing that shit. Like, cut it out. We too old for that. Drake's older than me for like a year. We too old for that. All right? Well, what y'all been listening to? What you been getting into? Tell me. Share your playlist. Definitely on Apple Music. I want to hear it. Right now. Do it. (laughs) Now it's time to do it yourself. (laughs) This is the part of the episode where we talk about coping strategies, skills, stress relief, Things to hold us over in the meantime, between time, you know, between those therapy sessions and and things just to help with, you know, dealing with how life be life in <laughs> life's daily stressors. Oh, you guys, I want to talk to you about seasonal organization. Mm hmm. So this week, even though we're in the almost in the third round of fall in DC, you know, that round right before it commits and then I'll magically it's winter. Um, I went in my closet and I took out all of my winter clothes to be put in my drawers and to be hung up and I put away my spring and summer things. A couple, couple of things because, you know, the city is wild. The weather's wild in this city. But as I was doing it, I was looking for certain things. I was like, where's this? Where's this? Where's these things? These are my favorites. I need those. These are my comfort pieces. And I saw how much joy those comfort pieces gave me. And then I realized there are some things I had just been keeping. I haven't worn those in so long. Why are they here? What? They're highly serving me. They're just taking up space. So... That made me think about emotional and social organization in our lives as seasons change. Something could have really served you in the past season that doesn't serve you anymore. It doesn't fit. It's uncomfortable. You've outgrown it. I need you to make some shifts. Is it that club, that lounge, that bar, that watering hole you used to go to don't feel the same? You know, it's not hitting like it used to. Is it the friend group? Is it 
you know, your party acquaintances? Is it some of the habits that you have? What things do you need to clear out, rearrange, organize so that your next season can be a better season so that you can make way for the things that you deserve and you need and that are going to fulfill you, going to satisfy you, going to pour into you and not just keep, you know, things around that felt good once upon a time but don't feel as good anymore. Don't hoard things. People, relationships, because they're familiar and they once upon a time served this purpose. Because if you allow all those things to continue to take up space, the things that you're hoping for, wishing for, wanting for, praying for, will have nowhere to to fit. Where are you going to place them? You don't have the space, the emotional space, the cognitive space, the mental space to handle those things because you have so much, so much on your plate, so much in your closet, so much in your home right now. So let's make some organizational shifts. What serves you now? What brings you joy now? What gives you life now? What comforts you now? What doesn't fit the way it used to? What doesn't hit the way it used to? What can you see yourself leaving with someone else? What can you admit gave you some wonderful experiences, but Now it's time to lay it to rest. Think about it. I am giving you homework to start sorting. Start this weekend. And think about people, places, habits, things that you need to examine. Because I want all the things that you need, love, and deserve to come rushing and for you to be able to greet them with open arms. and most importantly you now during the cool down I ask you to do a number of things like take deep breaths close your eyes follow me as I walk you through a guided visualization or relaxation exercise but if You're not in a place where you can lay, sit, stand without distraction or you can't follow along as I guide you without fear of 
interruption, or safety concern, please don't worry. This is a podcast, and I would like you to just pause me, stop, and come back to me when you can, when you have the space, the time, and you're ready. Now that we've covered that, I would like you to begin, if you can, by closing your eyes and taking a deep breath in and letting it out. And for some of you, I recognize that closing your eyes sometimes may be uncomfortable. You can open them and follow along. So let's try it again. If you can, eyes closed. If not, eyes open but relaxed and focused on something that you can just lock in on during this exercise. Deep breath in. Exhale. Remember that when you are taking a deep breath in, your stomach should inflate like a balloon. And when you exhale, your belly button should feel like it is sailing towards your back. Your balloon has deflated. One more deep breath, because now we know how to do it right. Deep breath in. Let it out. Today, I want you to practice taking deep breaths short ones and long lengthier ones slow deep breaths are a little bit lengthier than our faster deep breaths I want you to practice slowing it down so inhaling and controlling the You may need to count in your head to help you. So maybe we can inhale for and exhale for one, two, three, four, five. See if you can make it to ten. Every time you inhale, you to visualize yourself powering up, getting an energy reboot, recharging, and every time you exhale, I want you to visualize yourself releasing your energy Watching it 
transform your surroundings. Is that energy helping you knock down goals? Is that energy helping you complete tasks? Is that energy helping you get back to you? your superpower right now. So inhale. Exhale. Recharge yourself. Exhale. Release the energy. Thank you for taking time out to focus on you. Restoring your energy. Honoring your breath, your body, and your mind. This has been the cool down. And you are always worth it. Hey, uh, hey, uh, we've reached the end of another episode. If my kids weren't asleep, I would have done that louder and with more enthusiasm, but... They've been out of school for two days. I don't want to wake them up. I really want them to like sleep until tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you guys for your listens. Thank you for your subscriptions. Thank you for your downloads. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you're not subscribed, if you have not set it up for automatic downloads, baby, why haven't you? Go ahead and do that. Like and subscribe. Thank you for all of your support. I can't wait to continually share good news with you guys as this year comes to an end and I prepare for my 2023, as I prepare for my 35th year on this earth, as I prepare for so many new beginnings, so many new chapters. So I want to remind you that you don't owe the world anything. You owe yourself everything. And for you, you, oh there, it's okay to slow down. It don't make you lazy. Sometimes doing nothing is the something that you need. Sometimes doing nothing is the something that's for me. Until next time, we out. Bye, guys. Love you.